listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Monday. Uh, good morning and welcome back, Chris Walton. Hey, thank you very much. Feeling a little better? Yeah, I, I had, uh, I, I guess, well, I don't know what you call it. My dad used to refer to it as the crud. Creeping just, uh, crud. Yeah, basically just uh, a whole lot of chest congestion and coughing for uh, basically for about three days. And then yesterday it kind of cleared up. I, I, I'm, you, can, you can tell maybe I'm a little scratchy right now. A little bit, a little bit. Well, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm going to get to it. Um, everybody is going to be in so much better mood today than what it looked like we were going to be in the uh, first oh, half yeah. of the Boise at, State at, game on Friday night. I was watching the game, you know, of course, Friday night, and uh, at halftime, Debbie says to me, uh, because of my attitude at the time, she says, so do you want to watch a movie? <laughs> and I said, nah. I said, uh, tell you what, I said, if they get behind by three touchdowns, we can watch the movie. But they never did. Aren't you? Aren't you glad? Yeah, I'm glad I watched. Stuck around. I'm glad I watched the second half. It was yeah. so much more fun than the first half. Uh, I think a lot of people are glad that they didn't leave the stadium um, because the stadium was just nuts. Mm-hmm. The crowd uh, was going crazy, which and the, the the team and the coaches all went out of their way to uh, thank everybody that was there. They said that the atmosphere was electric and that that it. it Extremely, especially helped out the defense. Um, would they have half a dozen? Yeah, um, false starts. starts. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're saying keep it up for Fresno State <laughs> uh, coming up this week. Um, I, I was sitting. My wife and I were watching at uh, V Cut, which, uh-huh. by the way, we're going to be broadcasting live from coming up this Friday. Uh, v Cut Cigar Bar, and we're sitting there watching in the first half. And I'm going. Oh, Monday. Monday's show is going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be so depressing. It is. I, and I, I, I mean. I don't know why, because the game was, you know, Friday, but it affects you. UTEP game was Friday. Coming to work Monday just sucked. It just puts you in a bad mood for the week. However, um, we drove home at halftime um, and watched the rest of the game at home. Good good, good choice. Yeah, I looked at her and I go, this is Boise State football. Yeah. This is is what we've come to uh, expect. It certainly felt more like it, didn't it? Yeah. Now... You know there 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 are some still still some things that have to be fixed. However, the the defense was absolutely amazing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then you see uh, Taylon Green, who just looked like a different quarterback between the first half and the second half. Yeah. You know, and and the only thing I could I, you could look at and say he has more confidence for some reason in, in running that offense. He just looked like he did. Yeah, he did. In the second half, he looked a lot different than he did in the first quarter. Yeah, and and, and granted, yeah, he he did a lot more, but he didn't do any running in the first half. And second half, that just opened up the whole run yeah. game when he would take off because he'd take off, and then finally they couldn't key on the two running backs going up off tackle. You know, they couldn't crash in and try to stop that. And then the offensive line started opening up holes you or I could possibly run through. I don't want to get crazy. I, yeah, I was going to say that's that's already a little crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, the uh, uh, other good news is with that win, they are uh, once again in first place in the Mountain <sighs> West. The uh, I guess you could almost look at it as two surprises. Number one, based on how Boise State has played this year, the fact that they are still in first place at two and zero is crazy, yeah, and surprising. Um, the other surprising side of the bracket is UNLV is two and zero and in first place on the other side of the bracket, 
which I don't think anybody predicted yeah. at this go, point. Go Rebs. You never hear that, do you? No. The other surprising thing is San Diego State and Fresno State do not look good. San Diego State fired their offensive coordinator. They're going to try to do what Boise State did. See, if, if we fire our offensive coordinator, does that mean we're going to come out and win the next game? But <laughs> after the Boise State game... No, you have to get rid of your quarterback, too. San Diego State, well, they did. Um, matter of fact, they're down to their third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you remember, so yeah. Um, like Boise State was in the second quarter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, they fired their offensive coordinator after that game, uh, trying to pick up the pieces this week. Fresno State comes to town, ladies and gentlemen. You talk about how good the defense was on Friday night. I mean, uh, they didn't give up 13 points. They only gave up two field goals. Yeah. That was it. And, and then the other one was a special teams mishap. What was it? Um, total rushing yards, I think, for the half. They gave up 14 yards. Yeah. 14 yards for the entire half is absolutely crazy. And granted, I mean, San Diego State has their problems, but the run game wasn't one of them until Friday night. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Football season, like I said, is, uh, it, 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 I know it's early to say, oh my gosh, that game saved the season, but I have to say that game saved the season. (laughs) It really did because of Uh, how everybody was looking. I, I liked what I was reading on Twitter at halftime because I did. I did. I have, always have Twitter up to see what people are saying, and there was so much pessimism, which, by the way, two uh, quarters later had completely disappeared. Well, in that first half, I mean, you, you just got more of the same of what you had seen with Tim Plow. You know, run it up the middle for yeah. a yard. Run it up the middle, lose a yard. You know, you, you had that interception that was thrown. That was not Taylor Green's fault. That ball was. Was tipped in a great defensive play that mm-hmm. that you know, but you t- you take that away. I mean, that score could have been thirty five to nothing for the if whole it, game. If it yeah. wasn't for the mistakes, the blocks, you know, the blocked kick, um, the tipped pass for the interception for the whole game. That defense played that well that that could have been thirty five to nothing. Of course, that sounds like you're saying, you know, if it weren't for the mistakes we made last season, we would have won every game. Well, and that's true too. <laughs> But you know, live and learn. So, I'm I'm just I'm excited that they that they won that they're you know they they're back in whether what three and two now. Yes. Yeah, it's good to have a winning record. Three and two, two and zero oh in the Mountain West. Um, once again, uh, this week we don't have a Friday game for the first time in a couple of weeks. This week, uh, Saturday night, Bronco football back on the blue against the Bulldogs. Uh, game day with Worthington and Bronco starts at two thirty Saturday afternoon. Bob Beeler, Pete Cavender, Bronco pregame at six thirty, followed by all the action as Boise State. Takes on Fresno State at 7.45. Stick around for the game from Bronco Game Night with Prater in the ball game here on uh, News Talk KBOI. Why is that important? Because that way uh, you have a chance to win the $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, which, by the way, we will give away coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. If you stuck around, might be kind of a surprise for you. It's not yeah. one you're going to be able to guess. That's true. If you stuck around, you have a chance to win that fifty dollars gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. When I when I heard what the uh, when I heard what the play of the game was, I thought, well, yeah, I suppose that really did sort of you know yeah make a difference. Uh, Matt Middleton, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, I just wanted to comment on how well the defense played and how many sacks that the the offensive line on the San Diego side received. That they were on that quarterback so well. I, I, I think he was at least sacked five or six times the whole uh, second half of the game. They just stopped him in his tracks, and it looked like a whole different team 
at halftime. I don't know what happened. I wish I could have been a fly in the room in the locker room, but they came out totally different at halftime. And then one of the greatest things I want to comment is is the fans. Uh, One of the San Diego players got hurt really bad, probably a torn ACL. He had to be carted out of there. There was people in the north or the south end zone that stood up and clapped and cheered for him as he was being driven on his way out. That's always good uh, sportsmanship when when that happens. Glad to he- glad to see that. Thanks for the call, Matt. Appreciate it. We also have uh, tickets, by the way, that we will be giving away uh, this week. We have more tickets than any pl- place else. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go to the Fresno State game, absolutely free. Listen all this week. We have your tickets. Here, um, you might want to be listening in the nine o'clock hour today and be ready to call when, or be ready to text when you hear that cue to text 208-336-3700. You just have to text the word Broncos. That's it. Nothing else. Text the word Broncos when you hear that. And then later in the hour, we will give away a free pair of tickets coming up, uh, this morning. Once again, want to be listening in the nine o'clock hour to win here on News Talk KBOI. Lots of uh, sports to talk about. NFL happened over the uh, weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that. Baseball is starting to get ready for the playoffs coming up this coming weekend. Talk about that. Plus, there's other things to talk about. Supreme Court poised to uh, get underway today. Uh, Supreme Court season. Yeah, they have a season. Uh, gets underway. Their first case they're going to be hearing has to do with an Idaho couple. We'll get to that coming up right now. Check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. You know, tomorrow... There was a win this weekend. That means tomorrow the Blue Bronco is half price. Every Tuesday after a win, you get the Blue Bronco half price only at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Looks like the Broncos finally found their half against San Diego State. From the 30-yard line, Halani up the middle, breaking tackles. Halani for six. Touchdown, 30-yard run for George Halani. Bob Beeler on the call as the Broncos picked up a huge win over San Diego State on Friday night in front of an Albertson Stadium crowd. And after the game, Coach Andy Aflos discussed his team's big win. It was awesome to see how the guys, you know, stayed in the fight. Uh, they did things really well in all three phases. And, you know, in the second half, in the third quarter, into the fourth quarter there, and Bronco Nation was awesome. Albertson Stadium was electric. That's a home field advantage right there that is second to none. And uh, we just really appreciate them uh, uh, feeling that energy and staying, uh, staying, with the, staying with us throughout the course of the game and, and getting stronger as, as the team did throughout uh, the second half into the fourth quarter. Boise State scored 35 unanswered points in the second half to rally from that 13 to nothing halftime deficit and defeat San Diego State 35 to 13. Boise State prepares for another home game on Saturday night. They'll take on Fresno State. Kickoff is scheduled for 745 right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know, there's something different about being down there. That's a that's a serious uh, home field advantage that we're very grateful for. Ball start, number 81, offense. That has been a big problem. You hear the backup beep here. Boise. <laughs> End zone by the Hall of Fame. That's one of the loudest, it's one of the loudest sections in college football. Ball start, ball start. And here we go again. Man. Ball start. Rocco Nation, you know, the crowd, the energy, uh, they, they definitely bring it. Um, everybody's excited. This is 
among the toughest venues to play in, and on average, you see more false starts in this building than pretty much any other in FBS football. I think people underestimate how loud it gets here. This is one of the loudest stadiums I've been a part of. Absolutely amazing, the crowd. Uh, so the the crowd is needed again Friday night, Fresno State. And with that in mind, we will uh, help out that crowd because we have tickets. We're going to be giving away text to win your tickets all this week. Your first chance coming up in the 9 o'clock hour this morning. Um, man, the tale of two halves is just absolutely amazing. <laughs> first half, total yards, 148 for Boise State, 97 for San Diego State. Um Rushing yards forty three to sixty four, passing yards one hundred and five to thirty three. First downs five for Boise State, yeah. four for San Diego State. Time of possession um, was thirteen forty seven for Boise State, fifteen thirty eight for San Diego State. And remember, if if there's not that block punt, it's only a six point mm-hmm. game anyway. After the uh, end of the game, total yards four hundred and fifty yards to one fourteen. Now keep in mind, San Diego State had ninety seven yards in the first yeah. half. For the total game, they ended up with 114. So, total of 17 yards in the second half. <laughs> in the whole second half, they got 17 yards. Only two first downs. Boise State picked up 15 first downs in the second half to two for San Diego State. Absolutely crazy well, the, and, uh, dominance in the second half. And, and you saw how many receptions the, yes. uh, the San Diego State had for the entire game. Yeah. Two. Two. That's a that's that's for just, an entire game against a a team you're playing in the Mountain West. You're not playing a Division three, Division two school to hold anybody. I don't care how good or bad that team is. You know, if your two total receptions is crazy. If your Air Force, I mean, you know, two receptions for a game and you can still win. Anybody else? I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, we have your tickets. Like I said, uh, keep listening. Uh, this morning, 9 o'clock hour, um, we've got more winning that'll be going on for you today. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Deja Brew, $50 gift certificate is yours today. By the way, that is also our uh, sweet deal that'll be going on coming up this Friday morning. $50 gift certificate for only $25. But all this week here with Casper and Chris, you'll have a chance to win free $50 gift certificates. Um, Dow Futures are up 220 points ahead of the opening after another horrid week on Wall Street last week. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates as we get underway this week. Maybe this, is this the turning point? Who, who knows? I don't even know <laughs> We've got updates uh, also coming your way on uh, Florida and uh, how they are dealing with the aftermath of a Hurricane Ian, we'll talk more about that. Plus, our phone lines are open, as usual, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through. Chris is back, so please <sighs> feel free to email Chris. You won't have to worry about waking him up. Well, you might, but <laughs> email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com if you want to participate in the show. Uh, you can also text us. You know the number, 208-336-3700. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Monday. A Monday that uh, is, uh, you know, a, a much better day for a lot of people just because of the Boise State win on Friday night. Uh, good weekend um, for... Uh, kind of good, kind of bad. Um, Boise State, of course, started the weekend off mm-hmm. with the uh, win. 
the Mariners locked up a uh, playoff berth with a win on Friday night at the same time, which is the way the weekend started off. And then the only thing that I could say really screwed it up was the Seattle Seahawks won on <laughs> Sunday uh, against Detroit. By the way, the over-under on that game was uh, 45 points. Is that right? Both teams made the over, uh, not yeah. just together. It's 48-45, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and like I said, the only thing that screwed up my weekend, because I don't want them you know, winning eight games or seven games or six games. It's when I'm winning two games and maybe one game. But if you, you know, it was fun to watch. If you only go to one football game, you know, every few years or maybe just one in your entire life, a 48-45 game is a pretty one to go to. Pretty good one to go to. Except uh, that, you know, the the home team lost. Russell, uh, fans of Russell Wilson, fans of the Seahawks, uh, fans of the Denver Broncos probably might – have a little buyer's remorse as of right now, maybe, because um, Denver lost over the weekend. Geno Smith, who took over for Russell Wilson, who, by the way, is making $1.2 million this year. Russell Wilson making $50 million this year. Wow. Um, Geno Smith, first quarterback in history to start the season with four games and a uh, having a, a rating as high as he, he does, 77 percent completion percentage in the first four games to start the season no other starting quarterback has ever done that so very efficient almost 80 percent completion rate um to start the season so uh pretty crazy um we'll talk more about that and uh, all that coming up here for you this morning don't forget we have deja brew gift certificate for fifty dollars we'll give you the uh, casper and chris word of the day uh or uh, sorry not word of the day but question of the day damn near impossible question on the way in a few minutes to start working on it supreme court poised to uh, get underway today and uh they've got a whole docket of new cases um that people are uh cussing and discussing uh because of the way the court leans right now a little bit to the right uh in the terms first arguments today justices are being asked to uh, look at an Idaho case. Case involves an Idaho couple who won an earlier high court round in their bid to build a house on property near a lake without getting a permit under that law. The outcome could change the rules for millions of acres of property that contained contained wetlands. Supreme Court decision for the couple uh, could strip environmental protections from 45 million acres and threaten water quality for uh, people according to Senior Vice President of Earth Justice Environmental Group, Sam Sankar. It's going to help a lot of industries. It's going to hurt real people. You talk said. about you know, wetlands. I always remember when, uh, I, think, I think it was Butch Otter. Um, I think at the time he was either in Congress or was Lieutenant Governor. But uh, somebody, somebody fined him for uh, doing something on his own property mm-hmm. that disturbed wetlands. And I, I'm not sure whether they, they made him put it back the way it was or what. I think they did, if I remember correctly. They didn't let him go through with it. Um, I think I think you're right. I think they they did. But it's, it's weird when people find that you know they can't do exactly what they want on their own land. Yeah, Damian Schiff, uh, who represents the couple, said a favorable court ruling could free ordinary property owners from worrying about huge fines and years and years of delays. You don't have to be a large industrial company or large property owner to uh, have problems shift said but that's the first case of course that will get underway today as the supreme court kicks off their new season yes the supreme court actually has you know seasons <laughs> let's hope they win they also have a new supreme court justice that will begin today
KBY News Time, 645. It is time for another check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Don't forget tomorrow and every Tuesday after a Broncos win, Blue Bronco is half price. Both locations, you get it in East Boise off Gallon Road and in Meridian just off Wells Avenue. Tomorrow, all day, the Blue Bronco is half price. Good morning. Boise State now 2-0 and in the Mountain West after that 35-13 to win on the Blue over San Diego State Friday night. Boise State's defense held San Diego State to just 114 yards in total offense and held them to just two pass completions for the game. Nickel Tyreek Jones made the game-changing interception on the first play of the third quarter. To the defense based a shutout in the second half, like my pick wasn't what made us get the shutout in the second half. My pick wasn't what made the offense score 35 points in the second half. Like, my pick was a, a momentum starter. That's all it was. Boise State was down 13 to nothing at the half and outscored the Aztecs 35 nothing in the second half. That was behind 316 yards rushing. The Broncos will go for 3-0 and in Mountain West play Saturday, hosting Fresno State. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Pretty good night, though, for Boise State. Ashton Jainty, George Halani, and Talon Green all ran the ball incredibly well. That zone read was just really working very well. George Halani had 17 carries for 131 yards and two touchdowns. Talon Green had eight carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And Ashton Jainty had 87 yards and a touchdown. And check this out for a stat. If Jainty had about another 13 yards rushing, it would have been the first time ever Boise State had three 100-yard rushers in a single game ever. As it turned out, they came up just 13 yards shy for Jainty of reaching that milestone. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Here we met a group of trauma nurses and retired military, volunteering to help and provide relief to those still on the barrier island. It's a calling, you know, it's not a job. So whenever a need arises, you know, you got to be there for your people. Team 6, and then Team 6. Pine Island resident Joe Conforti recalling the harrowing moments coming face to face with a 10-foot wall of water. Water just kept pounding the house and we watched boats, houses, we watched everything just go flying by. We've lost so much at this point, so uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Five full days after the hurricane hit, and still there's water in some of these neighborhoods. This particular one, a double whammy of wind and flood water still that refuses to drain even with dry weather. So many areas look like this. So many more look much, much worse with people still being pulled out of the most decimated areas. The pictures are just absolutely devastating. It's going to take uh, not just weeks, but months, um, even years in some instances, to uh, get things back to the way they were. There are still hundreds of thousands of people who are without power throughout Florida. Hurricane Ian, one of the most powerful storms ever recorded in the United States, slammed into southwest Florida last Wednesday. Storm swamped city streets, took down trees, power lines, uh, American Red Cross of Idaho is uh, ready to help out. If you're looking for a way to help out American Red Cross, uh, one of the best ways that you can do that, um, and they can impact help impacted people by the hurricane, um, you can do that by donating to the American Red Cross. Those interested in finding out information or donating can do that by visiting redcross.org. 
Yahoo News today has a story about uh, a guy who, you know, right when the hurricane was at its worst, was uh, working for Amazon, and he was out delivering packages. And apparently during the worst part of the, of the uh, hurricane, he delivered 172 packages. None of those packages are there anymore, but... <laughs> Yeah, he did you, get them delivered. How do you put something on the front steps of a house that isn't there anymore? How crazy is that? Like the, the pictures are just you know devastating. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't even imagine. Like I said, I mean, every area has you know their natural disasters that they have to worry about. Here, you know, we've we've got fires, earthquakes. Idaho is a pretty big earthquake area. Um, you know what? Give me earthquakes and wildfires over having to deal with a hurricane mm-hmm. or, or even a tornado. I'll, I'll take that any day, I think. Over a tornado? Over a tornado, over a hurricane. Yeah, I'd much rather deal with... The only difference, I think, between a hurricane and a tornado in this case is a tornado can tear through your neighborhood and ruin your house and leave the, the house that's on the other side of you just, you know, fine. Well, uh, a hurricane won't do that. It'll just take out everything. The, the crazy part was they had tornadoes during the hurricane. Yeah. So you you had you had wind damage by the hurricane, sustained winds of up to 190 miles per hour. Plus then you also had yeah. tornadoes that were touching down. Oh, and, and so many of those communities looked like they had a slow moving tsunami too. I mean, yeah. the, you know, like they had 17 feet of water. Yeah. Uh Vice President Kamala Harris is uh, now being criticized over claims that government sh- funds should be dispersed based on race. Take a listen. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And I'm so women. we... Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. Immediately afterwards, the rapid response director for Governor Ron DeSantis uh, said this is false. Crispina Pushaw referring to the idea that race would play a role in how aid was handed out. Harris's rhetoric, she said, is causing unique panic and must be clarified. FEMA, individual assistance, already available to all Floridians impacted by Hurricane Ian, regardless of race or background. Florida Senior Senator Rick Scott also took to social media to clear the air. This is wrong and dangerous. Aid will be distributed, as always, based on need, period. Not okay. based on your color. Yeah. Well, FEMA, FEMA also sense. said this has nothing to do with uh, race. Money will be dispersed, as it always is, based on need, not on race. It's interesting. Uh, Congress had a bill to uh, raise the amount uh, of funding they would you know, give uh, through FEMA to Florida. And uh, all 16 of the Republican congressmen from Florida voted no. And then the next day, most of them were on television calling for more aid. They just, they didn't want it to come through FEMA and through, you know, a congressional vote, but they did want it. They wanted it. They just wanted it from a different. Yeah. A different uh, method. Method. Interesting. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to weigh in this morning? Be a part of the show. You can uh, do that. Remember, 
Uh, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com. That's right. He's back. We, we told him last week, don't email you. We'll just wake you up. <laughs> um, you can email Mike at KBOI.com. Don't forget, you can also text us, 208-336-3700. Keep in mind uh, that text number is going to come in handy a little bit later this morning. If you want to be one of the uh, people that are going to be able to go to the Fresno State-Boise State game coming up Saturday night, whole new lease on life, feel better about the season. <laughs> Um, we've got your free tickets all this week. We have more tickets than anybody else. We have a chance for you to win your tickets coming up this morning. I'd be listening in the 9 o'clock hour, and it's easy to do, too. You listen for your cue to text, and when you hear that cue, just text the word text the word Broncos. That's it, 208-336-3700. And then at random, we will choose one winner later that hour, get in contact and give away the tickets. But like I said, your first chance to win your tickets uh, this week coming up this morning, listen in uh, in the 9 o'clock hour to uh, go ahead and do that uh dow futures are up a bunch this morning well we'll see if it uh, hangs on nasdaq is up standard and poor is up great start looking like to our week we'll check in with jeremiah bates and talk about your money on the way here in just a few minutes right now though it is time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning brought to you by fat guys fresh deli place to go for lunch every day monday through saturday they open up at 10 30 in the morning don't forget tomorrow because of the win against san diego state the Blue Bronco is half price tomorrow. And uh, after every win, every Tuesday, the Blue Bronco is on special at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Boise State did not score in the first half against San Diego State. In the second half, whole different story. Third down and three. They need to get to the 30. Green zone read. Hands it to Genty. Big hole over the left side. Inside the 30. Inside the 20. Inside the 10. Touchdown, Ashton Genty. Boise State now leads it 20-13. to Genty with a 33-yard score. Genty had a huge night for the Broncos. Taylor Green ran for over 100 yards as well. George Halani ran for over 100 yards. And the Bronco offense got rolling, finally, against San Diego State. And after the game, Coach Andy Avalos, he had a lot to say. Just really grateful for uh, Coach Cutter stepping in and, you know, it was a tremendous amount of work, not only for him, but the offensive side of the ball and, and, and all the players rallying in and around. And as we got and went through the week, uh, you know, the confidence got uh, stronger and stronger. And obviously uh, that was the same throughout the game tonight. So Boise State had two 100-yard rushers for the first time since 2016. San Diego State completing just two passes on the night, the fewest pass completions allowed by the Bronco defense since New Mexico was two for seven uh, last season. And check this, Boise State defense held San Diego State to just 114 yards for the night, its lowest for an opponent this season. The Broncos will have another tough test ahead of them, though. They'll play Saturday night, 7.45 is the scheduled kickoff time when they host Fresno State. That game will also be televised on FS1, and of course you can hear it right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us to talk about your money this morning. Uh, looking like the stock market here in a few minutes. Going to be opening up uh, way to the good, up 100, uh, 354 points as of right now. All the indexes uh, are up, however... Uh, Jeremiah, I want to talk about uh, some concerning news this morning about Credit Suisse. 
It's a big bank, and there were some rumors circling over the weekend that there. It, it was interesting because it was kind of cryptic online, but there was some, uh, not necessarily a report, but uh, some type of comment from a reporter uh, where there was a big bank on the verge of essentially collapse. And then uh, piggybacked on that, you had the, the, the CEO of Credit Suisse coming out and making a comment uh, essentially saying that uh, that there's uh, financial health in this institution. And that effort really backfired because you had shares of Credit Suisse plunging more than 10%. It's off the lows, at least in the futures, but... Uh, where you're really seeing some concern is around what's called credit default swaps, and mm. essentially, and, es <laughs> and essentially, a credit default swap as an investor is basically just to kind of hedge your risk against the financial stability of the issuer of that debt. Let us so let us take you back to 2008, and this is why this was concerning when I saw this news this weekend. Because you had something very similar to this back in 2008 with a different bank. Lehman Brothers. Correct. And once Cor again, because of credit default swaps, correct? Correct. That was a, that was a big part of it. Um, so there's, uh, there, there's definitely some red flags, some concerns around Credit Suisse right now. Now, whether it's going to go the route, go the route of like we saw in the, the great financial crisis, uh, yet to be seen. However, there's, uh, certainly some red flags. There's some, cer certainly some red flags popping up. Um, and we'll see, we'll see as time goes on. And, but, you know, bottom line is Credit Suisse it is largely a, a bigger banking institution. It controlled more assets than Lehman did. So if we're looking at a, at a potential crisis there, that would, that would shake financial markets across the globe. That was, that was uh, going to be my next question is if, you know, they, they do go, say, under, uh, <laughs> and maybe once again, they'll be too big to fail. Um, how does that specifically affect banks that you and I might be using? Because I don't have anything to do with Credit Suisse, but does it affect my bank? So, I mean, as far as the solvency of your bank, most likely not. Um, however, it would. I mean, you're talking about an institution that's that controls. I mean, probably close to. I mean, close to a trillion. I mean, it's multi billions of dollars. So, if that did, if that type of event did take place. Likely, your the bank that that we have here in the states would be solvent in some way, shape, or form. However, financial markets would certainly get rattled. So, bottom line is we don't want to see <laughs> Credit Suisse go through that type of through that type of pressure. But right now, there's speculation and the market's pricing it in. Right. So, I mean, Credit Suisse will largely type, do some type of restructuring. They'll take a bit of a hit in the short term. Now, what happens in the mid to long term yet to be seen. But, you know, going into the going into this fourth quarter, I mean, it's we're still looking at a rough start for markets here in the U.S. We're off to the worst start since 2002 with the S&P 500 down more than 25 percent year to date. Nasdaq down over 32 percent year to date. However, if we're looking at the the long term track record here, if you look at the if if you look at the years, a one year, three year, and five year period of return, when you're looking at a market that's down twenty five percent every year, is every t every one of those time periods have shown a positive return. There was only one twelve month period with a with a return that was negative. So. Usually, if you scope out that return, these markets usually are your friend as a long-term investor. And by the way, midterm election years, 
Fourth quarters tend to have good returns historically, too. So uh, we're getting off to a good start for the first trading day of the month, first trading day of the quarter. Now, whether that'll hang true, yet to be seen. But we got right. earnings come around the corner. We got more economic data. But uh, historically, October has been a de- has been a decent month in, in uh, midterm election years. All right. Thanks, Jeremiah. Looking like all three indexes opening up to the green here in a few minutes. We'll get an update from you in an hour and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Today's show is brought to you by EVs, electric vehicles. Trust us, there's nothing better for the environment than a dead 1,000-pound lead battery. <laughs> 741 East Chris Wild, I'm Mike Casper. I don't think she was serious at all. You, you don't think that? You think that was sarcastic? <laughs> Um, Boise State, of course, uh, fans this week, um, market difference between uh, our feelings last week against UTEP when uh, basically, you know, the whole world was coming to an end because we'd never seen a team that bad play yeah, that badly. And, uh, and those feelings lasted until uh, a little past halftime, actually, mm-hmm. of the last game. Now, um, <laughs> as bad as things were, um, Boise State fans were a little smarter than this fan. A University of Utah student has been arrested for posting on social media that if the school's football team didn't win their game, she was going to detonate the school's nuclear reactor. Oh, fantastic. Here is uh, Interim Police Chief Jason Hinosha talking about the threat. It would be impossible to detonate the reactor on campus. This one is unique because it's never been a threat to the reactor. Even if they're completely incapable of carrying out the threat, or if the threat is made but an attempt is not, it's still the same charge. If it was meant as a joke, which, you know, given the wording of the actual post, if the Utes don't win, I think it is a good message to be careful and and, uh, think before you post. Yeah, uh, also a good way not to screw up the rest of your college um, (laughs) career. Her alleged threat was posted, uh, by the way, on September 17th, the day that the University of Utah played San Diego State. So we have that in common. <laughs> the Utes, by the way, won the game, final mm-hmm. score 35-17, to 17, so nobody blew but anything you gotta, up. you got to read the room. I mean, you got to know who your audience is when you're trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, Meredith Miller is her name, 21 years old, now faces one count of threat of terrorism and second-degree felony. I know a lot of us, you know, who are into our teams, whether it be a, a baseball team, football team, college team, pro team, you know, we feel very passionate. Yeah. In a, you, you may want to blow during, something up. Just don't do it. During a football game, if you are a passionate fan, I mean, there are times when you feel like you could actually take the life of another human being. But it doesn't mean that you're going to. And you probably shouldn't, you know, threaten to do it. Even if it's a joke. Social media doesn't, I mean, powers that be don't to- take jokes on social media like that, you know, and think it's funny. Yeah. Always remember your sense of humor is not everyone's sense of humor. Speaking of football, Boise State. You want to be at the game? Be a part of that electric crowd. That is how people, that's how the players described it. They said that the crowd was electric in that second half. That is so cool to hear seven offside penalties called and a lot of that has to do with the crowd you have a chance to be there absolutely free this week we have more tickets than anybody else uh listen for your chance to win your first chance coming up this morning i'd be listening in the nine o'clock hour so that you can 
Basically, text when you hear that cute call. Just text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. Right now, another check on sports where we're talking about the Broncos because it is Bronco Monday. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Don't forget tomorrow because of the win. The Blue Bronco is uh, on special half price all day tomorrow beginning at 1030 at both locations of Fat Guys Fresh Deli. For fans at Albertson Stadium, the first half was hard to get through. The Broncos trailing 13 nothing at halftime, and then the Broncos got it rolling with a 35-13 win. The Broncos rushed for 316 yards. George Halani had 131 and Taylor Green 105, making it the first game since 2016 that Boise State had two players rush for 100 yards or more in the same game. Halani talked about the success of the zone read. He's just reading the end guy in line of scrimmage. If he bites down, he's going to pull in, you know, take off. But if he's patient right there, there's a man on Taylor and he's going to hand it off to me. It's just, you know, a simple little zone replay. And uh, it was working all night, so we just, they couldn't stop it. They couldn't adjust, so we just kept running that play. Both Halani and Green had two touchdowns. The win puts the Broncos atop the Mountain West Mountain Division at 2-0. and Up next, Fresno State, Saturday night. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Just so you know, on Saturday, we'll begin pregame at 2.30 with Bronco Game Day. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you. Again, that's Saturday afternoon at 2.30, leading up to that 7.45 kickoff time right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or if you would like, you can also... Text us at 208-336-3700. Something that starts today, uh, I don't know how this is. When I first saw it, I thought, hey, that's kind of a a cool, neat thing. Uh, McDonald's today is starting to sell uh, Happy Meals for adults. For adults, yeah. Yeah. They've got the the word cactus in them for some reason. Yeah, there are two types. One with a Big Mac, fries, and a drink, and one with a 10-piece McNugget. Toys are a little strange, though. Maybe not something you'd actually want, but who knows? Maybe, you know, nostalgia enters into it. Uh, they partnered up with some uh, fashion brand called Cactus Plant Flea Market. Yeah. And you get one of four figurines, either the Hamburglar, Grimace, Birdie, or a new weird one named Cactus Buddy. Okay, so there's a new McDonald's character called Cactus Buddy. Cactus Cactus Buddy. Yeah. I, I Nobody guess, knows what that is. I, I guess or, uh, when I was just barely listening to it, that's the part that didn't seem to make sense. <laughs> so if you are uh, looking, you know, you're, you're always jealous. And I have to say, I was a little jealous when we would go to McDonald's and my uh, kids would uh, get a Happy Meal. Because your, your meal didn't come with a toy. Well, yeah. And you, you didn't want to order a Happy Meal because Happy Meals came with about a quarter of the food that you would normally get. But now these are adult <laughs> Happy Meals. You get a full-size meal and you get a toy all at the same time. That's wow. starting today at, at McDonald's. <clears throat> I predict this will be the uh, stupidest, stupidest thing they've done all year. <laughs> we always hear about the uh, dark web, by the way. Um, you know, and I'm sure almost everybody listening has either had somebody try to scam them or you've actually had your passwords or accounts stolen and you've had to do something about it i know it's happened to me multiple times over the years Um, there are so many password breaches and companies getting hacked 
it's impossible to keep up. Um, but how much is, is that actually worth on the dark web? A cybersecurity firm called Public Affairs just studied what your logins and personal info sell for on the dark web. So when somebody is able to steal your stuff, um, they don't necessarily use it themselves. They put it up for sale and they sell that stuff. That's how mm. they make their money. Your hacked Gmail account, according to this firm, is worth $65. Your Facebook account, I didn't know this. I, I didn't think my Facebook account, when it gets hacked, I don't know if yours has ever been hacked, $45. That's what it's worth. Once I had that experience where people started emailing me, telling me that they've, they're getting friend requests from me, you know, and, and they were using my picture as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't know whether that's hacked or somebody just I I would say that's hacked. Messing and apparently, you. you know, when they're able to do that, they get they can get forty five dollars for your account. Now mm. yours probably not worth that much. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Uber something you might want to be concerned about, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, if your Rider account is hacked, that's worth fifteen dollars on the dark web. I have an active Uber account. A hacked driver account though is worth thirty five dollars. Stolen PayPal accounts. Uh, with minimum of one thousand dollars in balances, that's worth twenty bucks. Credit card details and associated information between seventeen dollars and one hundred and twenty dollars. Your entire online identity, including bank logins and pins, if somebody were able to get that on the dark web, would be worth around a thousand dollars. Glad I know my net worth. No word uh, on how much your hacked Pornhub account would fetch. Guess maybe it depends on your taste. What? I don't have one, so I'm guessing nothing. You're, then you're then you're safe. Yeah, I suppose so. You're totally safe. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, we have tickets to the Boise State game. Um, much more interest in that game had there not been a huge turnaround in the uh, second half, I'm guessing, on uh, <laughs> Friday night. Um, the game is Saturday night this week. We have tickets all this week. Your first chance coming up this morning to win tickets. We'll have tickets every single day. We have more tickets than anybody else. Your first chance is going to be coming up here um, sometime in the 9 o'clock hour. So be listening for that cue to text. And when you hear that, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. You'll be the first person to get your tickets for this upcoming game. Saturday night, Boise State taking on Fresno State on the blue. You'll be able to hear it if you don't win your tickets here on News Talk KBOI. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On the way in 20 minutes, we have a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew in Meridian. Great breakfast, great lunch, great place to sit on on the patio. All you have to do is answer our question this morning. Our question, how many Secret Service members in the history of the United States have been killed while defending the president? While defending the president. If you know the answer, stick around. 20 minutes you can win. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. If you have needs having to do with real estate, whether it's buying, selling, maybe it's a great time to invest and uh, you have questions, call today, 208 888-4128. Also on the way in the coming hour, Bob Beeler will be with us, the voice of the Broncos. It is Bronco Monday. We'll be talking about the game, and if you listen to the play of the game, you have a chance to win a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel coming up next hour. 
Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to participate in the show, that is always encouraged here. It is Bronco Monday. Bob Beeler will be with us coming up here after uh, 8.30 this morning. Also after 8.30, uh, $50 gift certificate of Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Somebody is going to win that. If you know what the Rick Worthington play of the game was, then uh, you're going to be able to win that if you're the first person to call in when we tell you to call in sometime before 9 o'clock this morning and identify that play of the game then you're going to do that. You're going to win the $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. We do that after every single game. And the best way to uh, do that, other than guessing, which sometimes you can guess, this week might be a little harder to guess, is listening to the post game after every game. Rick Worthington gives you that play of the game, and then we give away that $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel, which we will be doing this morning. Also, tickets to the game coming up here sometime in the 9 o'clock hour. All you have to do is listen for that cue to text at 208-336-3700. Text the word Broncos when you hear it. Um, text message in 208-336-3700 says, man, that game felt good. It <laughs> felt like a great time with friends. It felt like the Broncos that we used to know. In the second half. In the second half. And I will admit that. My wife and I were watching the game. Um, we had watched the first half at uh, V-Cut and then drove home at mm-hmm. halftime. Missed the uh, interception. But then, you know, that, that kind of turned around the game. Turned on the TV when you got home. When Yeah, and started watching. And as we get into the fourth quarter, I'm like, this is the Boise State team that yeah. we we used to know. We, like I said, we, we watched the entire first half. And, and at halftime, they were down 13 nothing. And, and Debbie says to me, you want to watch a movie now? Because sometimes I do if I'm disgusted. And... Um, <laughs> I said no. I'll tell you what. If if they go down by three touchdowns, then we can watch a movie. Well, we didn't. We didn't watch a movie. We just kept watching the game because they they just kept getting better and better. Thirty five unanswered points is yeah. just absolutely crazy nuts. The defense was nuts. Like I said, we'll talk about this more coming up with Bob Beeler. Um, this was just the beginning of a great sports weekend, at least for me personally, because um, the longest streak, losing streak. In the four major sports, not just one sport, all four sports, hockey, baseball, football, and basketball, ended on Friday night. The Mariners had a winning record in April, the rough May, and the battle through some big injuries. A winning record in June, July, August, and now in September. And the Mariners knocking on the door to a playoff appearance for the first time since 2001. Here's the stretch. The 3-2 pitch, swing and a drive, deep to right field, stay fair, holy smokes, he did it, off the hit it air cafe, Cal Raleigh with a walk-off home run, how sweet it is, the Mariners in the 20-year drought, on a walk-off home run by Cal Raleigh, they win the ball game 2-1, and the Mariners are going to the playoffs, count, two outs, bottom of the ninth inning in (laughs) typical Mariner fashion. Cal Raleigh, their catcher, hit his 26th 
home run to walk off and get them into the playoffs for the first time since 2001. Very exciting. (laughs) I remember the first time they ever made the playoffs back in 1995. I was up there for a couple of games, and people were so excited. And uh, they had put uh, on on the Space Needle, somebody had put a large uh, replica of a baseball up there. To look like somebody had hit mm-hmm. a ball that right. landed on the space or on the space needle. Did I say space shuttle? Space. No, I think it's well, space, space needle. needle. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, very very cool. And I had I've had friends go, yeah, they're going to get crushed in in the playoffs, and it's like, who cares? They made the playoff. <laughs> We're playing meaningful baseball yeah, in the, October for the Mariners. That's as good as the World Series. But and and I, I'll tell you what, um, as much chaos as they have caused this year, you, you never know what's going to happen. True. Um, we've got three more games. The playoffs will uh, get underway uh, coming up later this week, so they don't even know who they're going to play. The cool thing is they were in soon enough so that they can get their pitching staff in line and pitch their best pitchers uh, in the short series, whether it's against Toronto, Tampa Bay, or the Cleveland Guardians. So it's all good news. Um, other kind of cool news, we were going to talk about this last week, I know, but we, we uh, had missed out on talking about it. I think it was before you left. Um, but one of the, uh, would you, I, I would say Time Magazine is is probably one of the most prestigious magazines still yeah, being it's, printed, right? It's the news of record. Um, I mean, uh, one of them in the in the U.S. On the cover of uh, Time Magazine this month, Ada County Clerk Phil McGrain. Not alone, but yeah, yeah, featured on the cover of uh, this month's Time Magazine, discussing election integrity. Um, when asked uh, about it, he said, honestly, I have no idea what to say. It's completely surreal. When I spoke to Time a couple of weeks ago, I just thought it was a part of a broader article <laughs> regarding Secretary of State races. Never in my wildest dreams would I have ever imagined being on the cover of Time magazine. So did they not take a, a fresh photograph of him? Did he just? Uh, did they just use one they found on the I, Internet or they, something? They must have just used one because hmm. he had no idea. As a matter of fact, he said that um, they used... Just a very small part of the article featured him in talking about election mm-hmm. integrity. The issue will be out on October 10th, about a month before the November 8th election. But like I said, uh, you know, it, it's cool that he's on there, but they used exactly 29 words of the article attributed to him in a quote <laughs> about election conversations here in Idaho. Good for the cover. Yeah. And, and still, he made the cover. So, congratulations. Um, Phil McGrain, congratulations, Idaho. Idahoans can feel proud because uh, Idahoan on the cover of Time Magazine this month. KBOI News Time is uh, 8.13. Coming up next, we've got a $50 gift certificate. Today's job brew will be giving away with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question. Before we get to that, though, it's Bronco Sports Today. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, buying, selling, investing, anything having to do with real estate, no matter what real estate it is, farm, residential, commercial, they can help out. 208-888-4128. Robert is going to get first crack at our question today. Try and score himself a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro in Meridian. Robert, how many Secret Service members in the history of the United States have ever been killed while defending the president? Four. That is not it. Not it. Keep trying, Robert. 
John, in the history of the United States, how many Secret Service members have been killed while defending the president? Two. That is not it either. Keep trying. 208-336-3700. Beverly, how many Secret Service members in the history of the United States have ever been killed while defending the president of the United States? One. Only one. one. Congratulations. That's Leslie Kofelt took three bullets for President Truman during an assassination attempt in 1950, died four hours later, specifically throwing herself in front of the president, as Secret Service members are supposed to do, and in defending the president, she uh, died in the line of duty. Congratulations. Uh, Beverly, hang on the line. We've got a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Deja Brew all this week to give away every single morning through Friday. Still on the way. We have lots more winning free food and tickets to the Boise game. Still on the way before 9 o'clock. Bob Beeler will be with us coming up here uh, after news at the bottom of the hour for Bronco Monday. And uh, during Bob Beeler's visit, sometime during that visit, we have a $50 gift certificate to Lock, Stock, and Barrel. If you know the Rick Worthington play of the game, if you listen to the post game afterwards with Prater in the ball game, Rick Worthington gave you the play of the game. If you know it, stick around. You've got that $50 gift certificate. Also on the way in the 9 o'clock hour, want to go to the game coming up right? Want to be a part of the electric crowd? We're expecting more of the same from you coming up here at home this Saturday night. Boise State takes on Fresno State, another really important game, trying to maintain first place in the Mountain West. You can be there. Listen for that cue to text at 208-336-3700. Text the word Broncos when you hear it to that number, and uh, we'll choose one person at random from everybody who texts in to get that first pair of tickets. We're giving them away all week long here on News Talk KBOI. This is Bronco Monday. The ball is caught for a Bronco touchdown. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Bob Beeler, on your flagship for Bronco football, News Talk, KBOI. 8.37, through the first half of the uh, game, I kept saying, oh, man, Monday is going to suck. How much a difference um, uh, half makes? And, Bob, how much a difference does a week make? Well, I can honestly say that the second half at UTEP <laughs> was one of my least favorite halves to have to announce. It was it was ugly. Right. The second half against San Diego State was about the most fun I've had in a long, long time announcing a football game. That was a lot of fun. It was a blast to listen to. Yeah. It was, you know, a blast to watch. <laughs> um, and, and I kept saying to my wife as we were, you know, watching the the game, we were going like, "That's the Boise State that we're used to." It's like, and, and I know a lot of it. And maybe, I mean, you were there at the on the field to be able to see this first half. They're just offensive line couldn't open up any holes. And I, I and I think this is my hypothesis. Now that Taylor Green started taking off. They couldn't crash into the center, so an off-tackle was run. There was able to just have one person that the offense would have to block because they had to account for Taylor and Green going on run right side or left side. Well, and then Green makes the right decision. i got to believe that moving forward, Green's going to help Genty, mm-hmm. and Green's going to help Halani because yeah. if he makes the right decision and reads the defense of how they're, you know, who's ready to make the tackle, if he if he doesn't you know, just 
decide, you know, I want to keep the ball myself all the time. <laughs> Helani got 131 yards, only on 17 carries. Right. And then Genty added 82. I thought we were going to have, for the first time in school history, three 100-yard rushers. It looked like it, didn't it? You know, they had, Genty had 82, I think, going to the fourth quarter. Um, this, this, we'll see, we'll see, but I think, you know, you don't want to get too excited, but it's a tough offense to defend. Yeah, the more options you have. Yeah. I right. mean, we don't run the option, but we have yeah. a lot of options. It, it, it's, not, it's not the option in the sense that, you know, the triple option like Air Force, right. but it basically is an option. Mm-hmm. You, the quarterback has the option to keep or to give the ball up. And if they make a mistake and you read it right, it's kind of like basketball. Do I pass it to you, Chris? Yeah. Do I pass it to Mike? Or do I take it to the basket? Right. You know, you're looking for which, whichever one you think is the biggest advantage, and that's what they did. The other thing that I, I like about Green, and, and all has to do with speed, and I mean, 6'6", six, six, what, 220? He's, he's a strong, strong kid, too. Yeah. And in, in watching even the first half when things didn't look great, and you saw the uh, offensive line collapse, and there were at least twice where I went, Hank Bachmeyer would have got sacked right yeah. there. And Taylor Green was able to get out of it. That's just something that... Bachmeyer would not have been mm-hmm. able to do, and it just adds an extra dimension that defenses now that play Boise State are going to have to go, wow, um, we got to prepare for this guy, and uh, we have to prepare for the uh, two running backs. And I think lost in the first half because of this, the excitement of the second half is what the defense did. Yeah. Held them to two field goals when mm-hmm. they were inside, and then Boise State basically donated a touchdown to San Diego State <laughs> on, that, yeah. on that punt. Yeah, I, I mean. You know, Ferguson Reynolds drops the snap, gets the punt block for a touchdown. San Diego State does That's nothing, seven. does nothing to get seven points. And now it's 13 to nothing. I mean, the, the game for Boise State has to be one of the best uh, pass defense examples you've ever seen. Yeah, but San Diego State's quarterback Not play true. is very weak. Especially when you get down but, to uh, basically their fourth string quarterback. But, yeah. but two for 16. That's uh, No, you, you'd expect more than that. San Diego yeah. State, by the way, fired their offensive coordinator after the game. So I, I don't know that I don't know that it's going to make that much difference immediately. I think San Diego State needs a philosophical change on offense because I can't believe that San Diego State, with all the high school quarterbacks in Southern California <laughs> and junior college quarterbacks in Southern California, doesn't get one. Yeah, yeah. The what was it? The the guy who came in didn't start, but came in later was like oh for seven. Mm-hmm. Well, they only completed two passes. Yeah. Three if you count the interception to Jones. He completed one to our team and two to his own. We don't count that one, though. To keep pounding away at how great the defense has been, with the exception of UTEP. Well, and I think, too, it was a hot night, and they were left on the field all night. I think hurt. I think they got worse as the game went on because of that. Man, just the the dominance of the defense, even in the second half. And I mean, what was it, 18 yards? Mm Mm-hmm. Total offense in the second half. Uh, that's hard to do. I don't care if you're a high school playing a freshman team. <laughs> um, that's hard to do at any level. Uh, but to be able to do that at the college football level um, when a defense is that dominant is absolutely amazing. And it, it's not just one or two people either. It's it's a whole team well, effort. it has to be. And, I mean, San Diego State had six first downs for the whole game. Six. Like I said, what a difference a week makes. So their punter was the MVP then for their side? I've seen better punting, too. But, yeah. you know, it was a great performance by Boise State. They needed it. And and you look at just what's happening in the conference. 
you know, Wyoming gets beat by San Jose. You know, Air Force already has a loss to Wyoming. Yeah. Boise State's sitting 2-0 and in the league. Mm-hmm. UNLV is sitting 2-0. and That's another oh, big How about shocker. this? UNLV and San Jose State this week for first place over on the <laughs> west side. <laughs> Who would have predicted, right? I wouldn't have. No. Unfamiliar yeah. territory. <laughs> we'll take a break here. Uh, once again, we're talking about the latest win by the Boise State Broncos' dominant second half. Uh, when we come back, we'll hear from the uh, coaches, talk more about the football game uh, against San Diego State on Friday night. It is Bronco Monday. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. Over the last few years, uh, Bob, one of the big complaints you hear from fans is that Boise State doesn't make adjustments. Huh. I, I think you could say that in the any game that I can remember watching over the last few years, um, the adjustments were just amazing that they made at halftime. Well, and and again, it was results that matter, right? Right. So whatever they did at halftime, the results to a thirty-five to nothing uh, second half made a big, big difference. I uh, had a chance to visit after the game with Coach Avalos. Here are some of the highlights. Talked to him about a week that uh, started with a loss to El Paso and ended with a win against San Diego State. In any instance, uh, changes changes tough, uh, but. The guys did an unbelievable job, you know, starting with the coaching staff. It's not easy, and uh, everyone directed their energy and their focus on going forward and, and the opportunity we have with our goal still out in front of us and to, and to continue to build this team in all three phases. There's plenty of things, you know, even coming out of the game that we we can do a much better job with. But, you know, uh, just really grateful for uh, Coach Cutter stepping in. And, you know, it was a tremendous amount of work, not only for him but the offensive side of the ball and and, and all the players rallying in and around and as we got and went through the week uh you know the confidence got uh stronger and stronger and obviously uh that was the same throughout the game tonight and then there was really one turning point one play that i thought kind of tipped momentum and that was the interception by uh, tyreek jones and we asked coach avalos about that Huge. We talked about it in the locker room at halftime. We don't need to press. We just need to do our job and do it really well. And we'll get one, and then we'll we'll get another. And and uh, that was a huge, huge play. Um, you know, something that uh, helped create unbelievable field position. And then, um, you know, Coach Cutter and the offensive staff went right right to the things that uh, they decided they want to get to in, in the locker room at halftime, and it worked. So we talked about the second half run game. It just seemed like Boise State was hitting on all cylinders. This is what Coach had to say about that. We were able to see some fronts and some things, and obviously use the quarterback's number in the run game, which we went to pretty fast there. That that and then in turn opened up some lanes inside because it drew defenders to the perimeter to, you know, to try to corral uh, Taylor. And so, um, you know, at that point we were able to get movement on the line of scrimmage with other run plays as well, and uh, you know we were able to move those chains. And then we'll finish up by why the run defense was so good. San Diego State limited to 81 yards. They were a top 20 rushing team coming in, averaging 220. Because the guys had something to prove. The guys wanted it. Um, you know, and, and it's, uh, again, that's something that week in and week out, no matter the circumstances this week, uh, we were not going to falter. We were not going to slide. We were not going to... We were not going to give up on uh, establishing the line of scrimmage and, and winning at the line of scrimmage, and that's something that we got to commit to going forward, no matter the circumstances, what's going on in the game. That's what we're capable of doing, and we got to live up to that. Have, Much more fun to do the interview this week than last week. <laughs> I, I have to say, in uh, watching Andy Avalos um, over last year and this year, doesn't on the sidelines show a lot of emotion? 
And this had to be a huge weight that was lifted mm-hmm. off his shoulders after last week. And I have to say, uh, they're in the third and fourth quarter, um, especially after one of the touchdowns. I think it was in the fourth quarter. Um, I haven't seen that much emotion on the sideline from Andy Avalos in any other game um, that he that he displayed in, in this game, which is kind of refreshing and good to know um, because the, the whole team was having fun. The fans mm-hmm. were having fun. And you were in the stadium. How loud was the stadium? Well, what is it, like seven or eight? All star penalties for San Diego State. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and and I, I hope everything's the same coming up Saturday against Fresno State because, you know, when you look at the beginning of the season, you'd have thought San Diego and Fresno would be two of the toughest yeah. games this season. Now Fresno got beat at UConn. They're one and three. Coming off that game, I think is going to be a lot like Boise State coming off the El Paso game. There's a lot to prove for Fresno yeah. State, and Fresno had an awful lot of injuries heading into the UConn game. We don't know uh, yet if their quarterback will be back. If you, know, you had mentioned that you thought three of their best players were out for that UConn game, um, I guess we'll find out as the week goes on if some yeah. of those will be back as we uh, talk to you uh, later on in the week. We'll take one more break. Uh, coming back, uh, we still have a chance for you to pick up that gift certificate, $50 gift certificate as we give away every week after a game for the play of the game. Rick Worthington picked that for you, and if you listen to the post game, you know what it is. Stick around. That $50 gift certificate still on the way for you as Bronco Monday continues. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco football. News Talk KBOI. 8.52, Bob Beeler with us once again. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. It is Bronco Monday, talking about the latest win, thank goodness. Um, I have to say, one of the things that I love the most watching, and I hope we get to see it going forward, because we haven't seen a lot of it so far this year, was in the second half, the offensive line blowing holes that almost any one of the three of us could have ran <laughs> ran through. I mean, we haven't seen... That's a seen, big almost. Yes, that's a, <laughs> but we haven't seen that at all this year, and you saw that time after time when you saw uh, both running backs being able to pick up five to ten yards every time they took off up the middle, and there were just huge holes finally. I, I think this group is a better run-blocking team than pass-blocking team, which may end up being very good this year based on what looks to be the strategy the rest of the season. But I think the offensive line is the position group that takes the most teamwork. And I don't think they've used the same combination. I guess maybe they have in back-to-back games. But, you know, Ben Dooley, who I thought was their best, one of their best offensive mm-hmm. linemen coming in, hasn't played all season. That hurts. And then uh, Mason Randolph started the first game, got hurt. He finally played again Saturday. So I think an offensive line is always a work in progress. It always seems like somebody's nicked up, mm. and you're always looking for somebody to fill in. How did uh, we come out injury-wise? Do you know? Any, we came out pretty healthy, I didn't think, we? I don't remember somebody really going off for Boise State, somebody going off and like you're wondering whether they're going to come or back being, in the game. But, being but a lot of times you out. see somebody yeah. leave, and especially if the score is you know in one team's favor – they don't come back because you don't know. I right. mean, what, what, why are you going to bring somebody back in the game? It's, it's, it's decided. And so, we never really heard what happened with San Diego State's because, quarterbacks because well, they didn't I, look like they got hit really hard, and, and one of them looked like he was going to stay and then, you know, walked off, and then he's walking to the... the yeah, well, the, the starting quarterback, room. Burmeister, ended up in street clothes by the time the game yeah, was over. Yeah, I saw that. And then I didn't know that the second quarterback, Crum, was hurt because all of a sudden... I'm a Vi was in the game, and I'm thinking, 
I didn't see him like leave the field. Yeah, Crum threw what one pass, right? One or two, I think. But but I mean, like he was in the game and then out, and I'm thinking, well, maybe they just decided to change and yeah. see what the other guy could do. Well, he popped he popped right up after that tackle, and then like you said, the next thing you see, they're showing him walking to the locker room, and then he also shows mm-hmm. up, um, you know, kind of holding his arm or whatever, you know, in street clothes too, or without his without mm-hmm. his equipment on anyway so well it's a good win for boise state uh sitting now two and oh in the conference everybody says you know the number one goal is to win the conference boise state is in the best position right now two and oh still a lot of work to be done though yeah um and uh, by the way if you would like to go to the game to watch fresno state uh make sure you're listening in next hour we have your first chance we have more tickets than anybody else we'll be giving those away all this week your first chance this morning coming up here sometime before 10 o'clock you'll listen for that uh cue to text and when you hear that text the word broncos to 208-336-3700 so we get ready to wrap things uh up here today um biggest question for me is whether jay kaner plays quarterback for fresno whether he's healthy. We'll find makes a out. big difference. Yep, we'll find out probably and later in the week and hear from you on that. Tomorrow's going to be women's soccer. They've got two home games. Head coach Jim Thomas won his 100th game All right. at Boise State uh, Sunday. Six games in a row. They haven't given was, up a goal. I was going to say, soccer. their soccer team is, is pretty good this year mm-hmm. again, um, once again. So that'll be coming up here uh, for you tomorrow morning. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. As promised, we have a chance for you to uh, get your lock, stock, and barrel $50 gift certificate after every game. We do this, uh, and that's with the Rick Worthington play of the game. If you listen in after the game on the post game with uh, Mike Prater and Johnny Ball game, you know what the play is. Now call in 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, and you can identify what the play of the game is if you do it, and the first person to do it, you'll get that $50 gift certificate to lock, stock, and barrel. Um, coming up later this week, Coach's Show. Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, looking forward to that. Always much more fun to do a coach's show after a win. Isn't, oh, yeah. isn't it? Everything seems to be uh, <laughs> much more fun. Uh, Bob Beeler, thanks again, once again, for Bronco Monday. Uh, great to talk to you. We'll look forward to talking to you again, of course, next Monday for Bronco Monday and then uh, tomorrow for Bronco Tuesday. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You want that gift certificate? Call now. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 905. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And, uh, the play of the game, lock, stock, and barrel, play of the game. Rick Worthington gives it to you, uh, every, um, after every game, whether home every or game away. Night. Yep. Um, and then you just have to identify that. It's that easy. You know, you don't have to guess. You don't have to do anything. Uh, Tammy is going to get first crack at it. Uh, Tammy, what was the Rick Worthington play of the game after Friday night's game? Uh, beginning of the third quarter, Tyreek Jones intercepted a pass, and from there on, the Broncos dominated the game. From the 25-yard line, Burmeister rolls to the right, looking, throwing, and it's intercepted! Tyreek Jones with the interception, catching it at the 31, and Burmeister has turned it over for San Diego State. There you go. Hey. Congratulations, Tammy. That was the play of the game, Rick Worthington. I'm guessing you, it would have been a hard one to guess, but I'm guessing you listened in uh, after to the post game, correct? 
Yes, I did. There you go. Hang on the line. We'll get some info from you. Lock, stock, and barrel $50 gift certificate is yours. Uh, keep in mind, we have that $50 gift certificate we will be giving away coming up next Monday after the game coming up on Saturday night. Fresno State, Boise State, uh, two teams that were picked to be battling it out for the Mountain West Championship. Could both, have. Both, both teams have run into a little <laughs> bit of trouble um, in the early going. Boise State is in first place. Uh, Fresno State, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this is always a tough game, and they had a lot of uh, people injured in their last game against UConn, so um, could so, be a so tough game. So you're saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. All you have to do is look at the UTEP game, right? Right. So, yeah, there's there's always a chance. So, anyway, we'll do it again coming up Monday morning. Make sure you're listening in to Prater in the ball game uh, post game afterwards. That's where Rick Worthington picks the play of the game, and then we ask you about it on Monday morning during the uh, nine o'clock or eight o'clock hour. Speaking of football, don't forget we still have your chance to get your Boise State Fresno State game tickets coming up for this. Friday night's game, uh, listen for that cue to text. It's going to be coming up sometime before 10 o'clock this morning. When you hear it, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, and you will get yourself a pair of tickets to the BSU Fresno game coming up here this coming Saturday night. One person will be chosen at random, and we'll give away tickets all this week. You can win them with us. You can win them with Dan Bongino, Ben Shapiro, and Nate Shulman. Never know when it's going to be happening, so be sure you're listening in. We have a chance for you to win tickets all this week. With News Talk KBOI. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Supreme Court gets underway. Their uh, newest session gets underway today. Brand new Supreme Court justice. And the first case that they will be uh, hearing has to do with an Idaho couple who want the right to do what they wish to do with their own personal property. That case... Um, probably already underway is my guess this morning. Mm-hmm. But that is the uh, first case they've got uh, among that other cases that they're going to be hearing that uh, will have a big effect on uh, elections, uh, possibly. So they've got uh, election cases and how much power I do, the uh, legislatures uh, should have over election rules and laws. That case will be heard. Um, so there's a lot happening in this upcoming session. Um, there's some gun cases that should be happening. Um, the last session, a lot about abortion. Um, there's still some tension, by the way, um, with Supreme Court justices because of that leak having to do with abortions. I'm really, I don't know about you, I'm kind of surprised with the limited number of people yeah. that that leak could have come from. I am shocked that they have not been able to find each, out where the leak came from. Each justice has a staff of people, but even those numbers are limited. You should be able to find out. Yeah. So um, with the investigation, I, I haven't heard if the investigation is, is still ongoing, uh, but through the investigation, this happened back in May, um, so far that leak has not been ascertained, which I really thought by now we would have known where the leak came from. Yeah. If not the exact person, at least known which office it may or may not have come out of. So um, We told you the story um, Friday, Gavin Newsom had vetoed a bill that would have given illegal aliens unemployment benefits in California, which was kind of surprising because that's not something that Gavin Newsom would usually veto. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing he would be against. The Excluded Workers Pilot Program would have provided $300 a week of unemployment benefits to illegal workers for up to 20 weeks for the 2024 calendar year, a cost of nearly 600 cost California. 
California, by the way, would have become the third state in the union to offer unemployment benefits to illegals, so it's already going on in two states, New York and Colorado. However, Newsom being criticized by people in the state for doing it, we talked a little bit on Friday about why why he would uh, do that. Number one, uh, I think the, the cost of the program at $200 million to get it going, and the biggest reason that I think, and this is just my opinion, is Governor Newsom is going to be running for president, and this does not play well with the rest of the country. Outside of California, this does not play well. In California, they may be for paying illegals unemployment benefits. The rest of the country right now, based on polling, not in favor of more illegals coming into the country and it's, then it's still paying a strange, them once they are here. It's still a strange move coming from him, simply because he is the governor of California, and mm-hmm. that's, his, that's his main job right now. And I, I truly think the, only, the main driving force, other than, like I said, the cost $200 million is a lot of money, is that if you're going to run for president, this you know, is something that your competition can hang around your, your neck and yeah. you have to carry for the next two years. Now, with that um, going on on Friday, over the weekend, this was kind of another strange bill. Um, Governor, Nass- uh, Governor Newsom signed a bill blocking rap lyrics cannot be used as evidence in criminal cases. Newsom signed... Uh, AB 2799, Decriminalizing Artistic Expression Act during an online forum attended by rappers Meek Mill, YG, Killer Mike, E-40, Too Short, and Ty Dolla Sign. Artists of all kinds should be able to create without fear and unfair prejudicial prosecution, Newsom said. Now, California's legislation blocking rap lyrics in criminal cases is in stark contrast to Georgia laws, which many members of the hip-hop community call home. Last month... Thou- now, that's if somebody confesses to a crime within rap lyrics or something, or somebody you know, can threaten, no longer be used. or threatens somebody, you just you can't take that to court can't no matter what. can't use that in court now. Okay. Last month, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis warned gang members and Atlanta-area rappers she would use their lyrics as evidence. She said, quoting here, admit your crimes over a beat and I'm going to use it. Said that at a news conference on October 29th. You do not get to commit crimes in my county and then decide to brag about it in your rap song. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Willis was speaking to reporters about a RICO indictment against 26 suspected members of the drug rich gang. It's not they, they were rich with drugs. That's the name of the gang, drug rich gang, which she said it's, is. It's, it's like what good rich is to tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. Exactly. Uh, which she said is responsible for a string of home invasions, robberies, targeting athletes, social media influencers, and celebrities, including Mariah Carey and the Real Housewives of Atlanta star Marlo Hampton. Sounds like the bling ring, doesn't it? Kind of. So they apparently were breaking into those homes, stealing stuff, and then they bragged to. About it in their <laughs> rap songs she went on to say don't confess to crimes on rap lyrics if you don't want them to be used probably, probably kind of a a good general rule anyway don't you think you would think uh, this is this is one of those things if you are dumb enough to commit a crime and then brag about it first of all you're dumb twice now why california feels that you know, you can't use that as as evidence if they're bragging about it. Mm-hmm. 
I guess maybe, you know, I guess if you're, you're going to take his side, you can say, well, there's no proof. They could just be making it up and using it in their rap lyrics. I guess I think it has more to do with the, the fact that they don't want to censor any kind of uh, artistic expression. But, you know, there again, I mean, it's, it's basically an oral confession. Yeah, that's the part that I, that I don't get. I mean, you can't even, you know, based on the new law that he signed over the weekend, you can't even use it, you know, as evidence in the court in any yeah. way, shape, or form. You can't even, can't even bring it up. Now, of course, the rap community and the music community was really happy about it because everybody knows, you know, if you, you write a rap song about murdering somebody, that thing's going to sell. <laughs> 208 336. Oh, the right beat. 3,700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Phone lines are open. If you want to get through by email, you can do that too. Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 920. The uh, stock market continues to do well on the first day of trading for October. Maybe uh, this will be like the Boise State game. Horrible, uh, you know, first half of September and then uh, great October. I'm hoping because September was not good. However, they just just have to uh, adjust what's offensive about them. However, today, uh, stock market uh, Dow is now up for 646 points. So far, all three of the indexes, by the way, are up today, so. Good news. Um, Biden administration over the last week did not have a good week when it comes to speaking good. I know you weren't here when we talked about this uh, Thursday him, and Friday. Him don't talk good. Him, him don't talk good. Uh, <clears throat> Might be a little confusing uh, at times for him. Um, Biden uh, last week calling up a U.S. congresswoman to be recognized, asking where she was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, she'd been dead for two months. He'd forgotten that. Yeah. Um, he, by the way, had made a public announcement when she had passed away in in honor of her. And her family was going to be at the White House on Friday. Yeah. So his family was going to be honored on Friday with a uh, bill in her name. Of course, the uh, press secretary for the White House falling all over herself trying to, well, you know, she she was top of mind. That's why he thought she was still alive. It was just that he was she was top of mind. Um, if that wasn't enough, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris um, was in South Korea, praised the whole working relationship between the United States and North Korea <laughs> while she Whoops. was standing in South Korea. Yeah. Uh, slip of the tongue, I think. And then uh, another slip of the tongue over the weekend saying people of color are uh, hit harder and affected more by hurricanes. Take a listen. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and And so we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place sometimes we have to take into account those disparities 
um, and, and do that work. It is our... So it uh, wasn't uh, very long afterwards um, that immediately uh, tweets started coming in saying how false this was and that people shouldn't be freaking out. You know what she meant, though. She essentially meant to say that uh, in, in poor areas, they, uh, they get hit by a hurricane and they lose everything and they have no money in the bank to rebuild. Whereas maybe a richer area, they, you know, they lose their property and things like that, but they have money to rebuild or they have good insurance. And so she thinks that, you know, the first place that the benefits ought to go is to the poorest neighborhoods or the poorest, you know, towns. That might have been okay, except then you just assume that the only poor people living in Florida are people of color. And that's just not true. You can have one person on one side of the seat that one side of the street that's a white family that mm-hmm. makes no more money than the family on the other side of the street that's a black family. That doesn't mean the black family should get more money first or money first just because of their their race. There may in Florida there may be more there may be more uh, uh, more poor black neighborhoods than poor white neighborhoods. Right, but they're not affected any differently. White, but, poor white but, people but again, aren't affected any, but any again, better yeah. than poor black people. Again, technically, uh, they're not supposed to be segregated. So, right, your uh, your your official position on it shouldn't be that they are. Rapid response director for Governor Ron DeSantis um, right afterwards said this is false. He tweeted that out. Christina uh, Pushaw referring to the idea that race would play a role in how aid would be handed out in Florida after the hurricane. Um, was causing undue panic and must be clarified. FEMA, in the meantime, also said individual assistance is already available to all Floridians impacted by Hurricane uh, Ian, regardless of race or background. Florida Senior Senator Rick Scott also took to social media to clear the air. This is wrong and dangerous. Aid is and will be distributed based on need, period. Well, based on need. I mean, right there. See, that was a better way to say that. Yeah. Because basically he was saying based on need, so whoever the most needy probably should get the first first checks. Where race, color, creed doesn't enter into it. So, And like I said, I don't know if she misspoke. No, I don't think so. Um, If she truly believes that the black community should get, you know, more equity when it comes to because they're hit harder, I I don't know. I'm, I'm not, thank goodness, in Kamala Harris's head. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to weigh in. Also take your email, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Don't forget, we still have a chance for you to get your first Boise State tickets for the Fresno State game coming up here this Saturday night. Listen for that cue to text. Be ready to text the word Broncos at 208-336-3700 when you hear it. And one person at random will be chosen to go to the game coming up this Saturday night. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Ah, uh, look at those text messages light up. You should be texting right now, too, if you want to go see an exciting game. Well, at least a, an exciting half of game. Hopefully the whole game will be exciting this <laughs> week. Uh, Fresno State, Boise State, coming up Saturday night. Don't forget, we have tickets all this week. We have more tickets than anybody else. First chance to go to the game live Saturday night. It's going on right now. Text the word Broncos. That's all you have to do, 208-336-3700. Text the word Broncos. Later this hour, we will announce a winner at random from everybody who texts in. But you have no chance to win unless, of course, uh, you text in right now. 
Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Bill in Boise, thank you for uh, holding on this morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, uh, gentlemen. Listen, I I just have to respond to Chris. Uh, thanks, Chris, for uh, explaining what uh, Vice President Harris really meant. Um, I, I, I don't understand um, why you think this is what she meant to say. She said it. People understand what she said. Um, she said it in North Korea and uh, about the North Koreans. Slip of the tongue. Great. But when you're in South Korea and you said that, I mean, th- that's an insult. Um, I don't care, you know, the top of the head. Uh, she was thinking South Korea. She said North, uh, North Korea. She implied that the aid going to Florida is going to be distributed on a racist basis. She said it. I'm so glad that you felt you had to explain what she really meant. Um, This is um, inconceivable, the incompetency of this administration. I never heard you say this is what, excuse me, I'm sorry, this is what Donald Trump really meant. Oh, I did that Um, lots of times. I had to explain Donald Trump a a billion times because, you know, when when he was uh, talking about, for instance, you know, clear back as far as when he was talking about there being good people on both sides in uh, in Charlottesville, I knew that he was talking about good people on both sides of the argument for uh, statues. He wasn't talking about good people showing up with you know guns and beating people up, stuff like that. But but that's uh, you know what people took it as. Yeah. Uh, Trump. Oh, that's really that's really nice. Let's 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 keep it up. Um, anyway, I just thought um, uh, th- this is indefensible. And I, I just don't understand, uh, uh, you know, trying trying to put this is what she really thought. I, I don't know. It just hit me the wrong way. Right. Thank this you for the call. Is, uh, I, I get why people would be, you know, in some instances going, well, this is not what she meant because mm-hmm. I, I, it's so dumb to say it, you know, in in the way that she said it. And, and maybe, you know, it just – Putting race in that is is the only thing I think that she did wrong. We were talking about this uh, off air, you know. If you 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 could have said that poor people are affected by it right. much more severely than by saying people of color are affected, because everybody who got hit by the hurricane was affected, whether they were black, whether they were Hispanic, whether they were white, mm-hmm. they were affected in the same way. If you lost your house, it doesn't mean you were affected less because you were white. Or if you were Hispanic, I mean, if you're a person of color, you got affected just as much as anybody else who lost everything in that thing. So if she would have just not said people of color were were affected more and just said maybe poor communities, Mm -hmm. period, were affected more, you you could maybe make an argument for that because they don't have the money that maybe rich communities have to rebuild as easily. But like you say, regardless of what I I thought she meant, that's not what she said. So but you have to yeah. go by, I guess, you have to go by what she said, literally, word for word. Kenny in Boise, uh, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. On this gorgeous morning. Hey, the Broncos okay. won on Friday night. Everything is right with the world. There you go. There you go, right? I was in my cabin, so I didn't hear the game. So, uh so, with uh, 
Remember that ding dong lady pig in the White House? You know, I agree with this other gentleman. This administration is so prejudiced, so racist, that faking everything else hateful towards people. Why do they want to put race into this? What is that difference? Are they really trying to divide the white, black, Hispanic, Japanese, anybody? That's the frustrating part. They don't know how to get a country together. And that means it's irritated me to know it. So, there you go. Thank you, Kenny. Well, and you have to remember, there is a midterm election coming up five weeks. Is it five weeks from tomorrow? Yeah, it's 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 soon. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of it's what is now being October, said by... It's now October, and it's in November. And a lot of what it, things are being said, not just, you know, uh, on the right or the left, a lot of what things are saying are being said to get votes coming up and trying to get control of Congress. There's a lot riding on this yeah. upcoming election. Well, if you feel like you you want to vote for somebody who's looking out for you, and uh, all of a sudden somebody says, "Hey, we just want to make sure you get what's coming to you, or get what you know your fair share," you might think, "Okay, I'll vote for that person or that party or whatever." The other thing going on today, uh, big day when it comes to uh, the Supreme Court, Katanji uh, Brown Jackson is uh, has been sworn in to hear her first case doesn't change the makeup of the court it's a liberal leaning judge replacing a liberal leaning judge um however she is hearing the uh, first case and believe it or not it has ties to idaho today today's first case uh, already underway and the supreme court has ties here to idaho you say the question is which wetlands are covered which i agree with but i guess my question is why would congress uh, draw the coverage line between abutting wetlands and neighboring wetlands when the objective of the statute is to ensure the chemical, physical, and biological integrity of, of the nation's waters. So are, are you saying that neighboring wetlands can't impact the quality of navigable waters? That is Brown-Jackson uh, questioning a uh, case that is opening up here this morning has to do with uh, a couple here in Idaho who uh, wanted to build a house um, on a piece of property that they owned personally and were told, no, you can't do that. That's uh, on wetland, so we're not going to let you uh, build there, even though you own the property. So the Supreme Court is uh, hearing that case uh, beginning today. That's the first case that they're going to be uh, hearing, and it's already uh, underway this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Talking about the hurricane, I just want to bring this up uh, once again because uh, people are wondering how they can help out. And, and once again, if you're going to help out by donating money, do a little research before you hit that pay button. Or one way that you can feel generally good and safe about doing it is donating through the Idaho Red Cross. Um, They are helping by to uh, help Hurricane Ian and uh, the cleanup. That's one of the best ways you can help. Situations like this, there are always people who will call you on the phone and say, hi, we're the, and then they they give a name that sounds legitimate, and we're collecting, you know, for uh, hurricane relief, and you Mm -hmm. think, wow, that's a good thing. I'll give them $20 or whatever, but you just gave $20 to somebody who has no uh, intention whatsoever of helping anybody who was affected by the hurricane. 
If you're interested in getting more information or uh, to donate, uh, do it through redcross.org. That's redcross.org. And once again, uh, the only thing I can say, because it happens every single time, it seems like, um, just do a little research before you actually uh, give money to somebody, especially in a situation like this, because everybody feels like, oh, I can, I can give a few dollars here and there, and pretty soon some scammer's walking off with millions of dollars. <laughs> uh, Lisa at Meridian. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi, are you calling and talking with Lisa? Yes. Oh, hi. So this gentleman that just called, you know, all upset because of what Kamala said. Um, talking from his cabin, he couldn't even listen to the game because he was at his cabin. You know, a lot of the demographics in, in Florida, unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever you want to say, they are uh, brown and black. And a lot of the communities that are poorer are brown and black. She shouldn't have thrown in the race card, but it is what it is. I mean, there are more, you know, people of color down there, and those are the ones that were affected. Yeah, white people were affected, but they're not the larger um, population down there. Yeah, I I think she was just trying to include everybody. And also, uh, again, and I can't speak for her directly. I'm just interpreting it the way I heard it, which is make sure the poor people get taken care of. Yeah, and you know, I one of my closest friends moved to Miami not too long ago, and you know, she's blonde. She's you know, this from you know, southern Idaho, and she does. She says she feels like a minority down there. So it is what it is. That's what she said. You know, that's what the population is, and that's who was affected. You know, if it would have happened in Idaho, it, she would have been totally wrong because that's not who was affected. Yeah, I I think in either instance, whether this happened in Idaho with. You know, we wouldn't have had to worry about a hurricane, but maybe, you know, wildfires because we had emergency declarations exactly. and, and whatnot for Idaho. But um, I, I think the, the mistake that she made, whether she did it on purpose or not, or if she just misspoke, but, you know, saying that the... Well, uh, it's not even misspoke. Those are the people that are there. I mean, if you want to describe them as poor, if you want to describe them as minorities, that's who's there. And if she would have said that, that would have been fine. If she, right. but she, she said, say, you know, but, these are people of color, you know, that yeah. got affected, you know. Well, she, her, her exact quote was, her exact yeah. quote was, people of color are more affected than anybody else. And that's just not true. They are because there's it's, more it's of not. them there. It doesn't, that, know, that's complete, that's two different things. Just because there's more of them there yeah. doesn't mean the ones that are affected are affected more than non-people of color. If yeah, you're if you're you know, a poor yeah, white you person, you're still going to be affected just as See, much a, as a, a lot poor of it, black person. But you know, between between poor and 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 well off, like uh, people were asking this morning, you know, like once you've had those those hurricane warnings, why would anybody stay? Well, some people don't have enough money to leave. They don't have any place to go. They don't have the means to, you know, get a hotel room someplace or take a flight, and so they stay and. Like I said, you know, the people with absolutely no money in the bank, they lose their house, and now they've lost everything. You can say the same thing about, you know, any place. You know, why do people stay in California? Look at, I mean, it's a, it's an earthquake, you know. that People live mm-hmm. right on the fault in California. And There's, wildfires, it's not too. if it's going to happen. It is when a next <laughs> huge earthquake is going to happen. So why are they staying there? You know, and, and people say we're only safe until Yellowstone decides to blow up. Why are we staying there? Because we would be affected by... We would be affected. That's just it. And and as as Governor DeSantis said, this was a 500 year flood. So you have you know a chance of every 500 years getting affected by a hurricane like this. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people 
who love living in Florida or, as you mentioned, maybe can't move from Florida who are going, that's just a small, minute chance. Why am I going to take, you know, a, a chance and move out of a place I absolutely love when there's, you know, one, one every 500 years something yeah. like this will happen? And it's been a long time since a hurricane this size hit that particular area. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Final chance, by the way, if you have not texted in the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, this will be your final chance. We will announce a winner coming up here on Newstalk KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951-208-336-3700. Text message in. I think the problem with Kamala Harris is that she believes that she is the racial vice president. She sees everything from the narrow view of racial impact. She doesn't care about anything else. I don't know if that's true or not. That may be the way that, you know, you you view it, but I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, Carl writes in, every time I see a person of color now, thanks to the vice president, it will be my assumption that they're poor. See, and that, that's the problem where you get into where it's like, you know, when, when you start to look like that, whether she misspoke or whether she said it on person. If, if you only see things in, in, in terms of, you know, superlatives, I mean, you know, she didn't say every black person was poor. But if that's the way you want to uh, interpret that, no, that's fine. She just said, you know, all black people are affected. No, she didn't. More. She said there are, there are black neighborhoods and black communities and of color, which also includes Cubans, Puerto Ricans, uh, and different people that are, that are probably uh, affected uh, not in a, in, a, in a worse way, but they've lost everything. Whereas, you know, to, to some people, something like this happens. There's, you know, something bad happens, and they rely on the money they have or they rely on their insurance and they make other arrangements, but there are people who get wiped out and they can't make other arrangements because they are dirt poor. And yes. I, I think, and, and again, I think she's just, it, probably she made a mistake by saying it's got to be, uh, you know, communities of color. But if she'd have just stuck to the fact that poor communities, be just sure you be sure you don't overlook the poor people yeah. just because maybe the rich people are louder. I 100% agree. Uh, Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning. Yeah, I, I think that the, we kind of send the wrong person to do a diplomatic chore like what she does. She did basically the same thing in Poland when she went there, and I'm just, I'm a, I'm just a little bit amazed that they keep doing it because she keeps having the gas. That's all I got. I got to right. go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sounds like you have a party going on right there. <laughs> Uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll keep you updated, by the way, uh, on the uh, Supreme Court as they get underway with their first case today. And like I said, um, the main reason we're talking a lot about the Supreme Court today is because their first case has to do with an Idaho couple, their own personal property that they want to build a house on. And uh, because it is wetlands, they were said, no, you can't build a house here. So we'll find out whether or not they will be allowed to continue to build their house or if uh, wetlands will continue to take precedence over whether or not you can build certain things, even though mm-hmm. it is your own personal property, if it is named a, a wetland. Yeah, those are the rules that uh, 
I say we have agreed upon simply because the uh, you know Congress and uh, the legislatures have passed it that you don't have complete free reign to do what you want with your land, right. depending on what's on your land. Uh, congratulations going out to Terry Schoen. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. S H O E N. Terry Schoen. Um, she was the uh, correct texter and got our very first pair of tickets to the Boise State Fresno game. Um, this these tickets, I'm just going to say, uh, became much more popular after the second half of the game uh, on uh, Friday night. A lot of people were going to be wanting to go to the game. Um, we have another chance for you to win tickets once again coming up later today. As a matter of fact, if you want to win your tickets, listen in. Uh, with Ben Shapiro between 1 and 3 o'clock for your chance to win.